Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here is your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each podcast episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in marketing to technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues and industry friends of mine who will stop by to tell you their stories along the way. My goal is that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, True Marketing. True is a content marketing agency based in beautiful Austin, Texas, and serves companies focused in technical industries. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Welcome to the very first episode of Content Marketing Engineered. My goal for this episode is to help you understand why the heck this podcast exists and how it can help you become a better marketer. In other words, whether you're listening from your car, commuting to work, if you're at the gym on that elliptical or at your desk, why should you spend your limited time with me? So in order to help you figure that one out, I've invited my close colleague, Morgan Norris, to join us today. Welcome, Morgan. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be able to interview you and get a little more information about this podcast. All right, let's do it. Well, first, let me tell those of you listening about Morgan and why she's here. So Morgan is the senior brand strategist for True Marketing, and she's also really into podcasting. And because of that, she's quickly become my co-conspirator for this series, Uh, She'll be a regular guest on the podcast in different episodes, particularly on topics near and dear to her heart, such as brand storytelling and crafting, crafting quality technical content. But today, Morgan's putting me in the hot seat. And and listen, she and I have worked together for over a decade, both at True Marketing and National Instruments. So she she knows a little dirt on me, I think. Kind of nervous. We'll keep it. We'll keep it safe, but we're going to get more information. It's going to be good. <laughs> all right. All right, Morgan. Well, here, let's switch seats. You go ahead and take my chair. Okay. Here we go. All right. All right. <laughs> let's do this. Okay. So Wendy, can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of this content marketing engineered podcast? Sure. So uh, those of you listening that work for a technical company, whether it's in engineering, industrial, manufacturing, you probably figured out that your target audience isn't like your average B2B buyer. And so the tenets of content marketing, you know, they, they fit really well for this audience. You know, engineers seek a lot of information to do their jobs well. And so that fits in so nicely with, with producing content. But at the same time, engineers quickly sniff out um, content that isn't very technical or it isn't accurate or it isn't constructed well. So they're just a very skeptical, particular audience. And it makes the role of a, of a marketer very difficult to actually gain that trust and, and get momentum behind content marketing. So this podcast is all about helping that technical marketer with the nuances of utilizing content marketing strategies for this audience. Great. And I we've worked together, like Wendy said, um, for years and years. And so this is an audience we've 
dealt with and worked with and, and marketed for for a long time. And so I wanted to hear a little bit about uh, your story. So if you can share with listeners just how you got your start in marketing to really highly technical uh, audiences. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I come from a family of engineers and educators, and my dad and my brother are engineers, and I'm definitely not one, so I'll start there. But I grew up with understanding a little bit about that mindset, and um, they're really funny. Like my brother in high school, when he was in high school, he would literally go to houses along our block, and if there were electronics that people put out during you know electronics recycle day or trash day or whatever that was... He would take that TV set and he would fix it, you know, with his own little circuit boards and whatever he had in his bedroom at home. Morgan, can you believe this? And then he would bring the TV back and ring their front door bell and like run off. That's <laughs> it wouldn't amazing. Even, it wouldn't even want money for it. So anyway. That's yeah, amazing. That, I need that I, in my life, I think. <laughs> I know. It's a nice person to have around. And meanwhile, yeah. I'm, you know, chasing boys at the mall and listening yeah, to music right. and <laughs> making mixtapes and stuff. Um, so I never thought I would, I would go into anything like, like um, engineering or technology. Uh, but I moved to Austin uh, right after graduating college. And of course, Austin is a big hub for high tech. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I found this, this little company at the time called national instruments. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and I, I forgot to mention, I guess there's one other job I did Morgan straight out of school. And I worked for a giftware company that made figurines that you would collect in curio cabinets. Do you this remember? This is my figurines? favorite job that you ever had. <laughs> right. I almost skipped over it because it's sort of, <laughs> I don't know, embarrassing to me today, but it, it shouldn't be. There's nothing wrong with figurines. I'm just not much of a collector type. But um, after a year in the giftware industry, (laughs) I realized that's not for me. And so I moved to Austin and um, got excited about the, just the energy around technology, what it enables, all the new inventions, you know, just everything. So there's a a great energy, particularly in the 90s and early 2000s. And um, so I found National Instruments and they actually paid me as my first job <laughs> to plan events and, and, and in my young mind to plan parties. Great. Right. right? <laughs> and, and I quickly uh, learned the business of trade shows. And so in this first role, I planned around 50 trade shows just in the U S per year. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, it was something else. And, um, so anyway, I worked on that and, and we had a big technical conference called NI Week that's still around. And um, this was also a, one of my responsibilities um, early on. And then um, from there, this is a, a really cool thing that happened. So as, as um, company websites became more and more important and other types of online uh, marketing activities, each of the traditional medias took on their online counterpart. And so for me, uh, that translated into webinars. And Mm -hmm. so I created and produced the first set of webinars for National Instruments. Um, Morgan, these were incredible in terms of cost per lead and the quality of people that that attended these as compared to like an on-site event. Think about all the logistics and, you know, food and everything uh, surrounding in person versus online. Well, and these, I, at National Instruments, I mean, you would send teams of people with semis full of 
equipment yeah. and trade show materials that would sure show up, roll up at the trade show. Yeah. Um, I can only imagine how, how quickly you could scale web-based events. It, it very quickly became almost half of the leads that we produced in the events department. So wow. we had our 50 trade shows <laughs> and maybe, maybe we whittled those down a little bit to say 30, yeah. uh, uh, you know, physical seminars and then these, these webinars. And mm-hmm. um, so that was just remains to this day, uh, a wonderful source for qualified leads. Um, and then from there, I, I got bored a little bit and, and spread my wings. And I founded uh, the first regional marketing department for North America. And um, that's known in other companies called this field marketing. But the idea is working directly with the sales force to make sure that we're doing the right activities to, um, to build their business in that region. Mm-hmm. And it looked very different from region to region. So in some areas, the focus was all about um, better penetration and top accounts or, you know, account-based marketing. In other regions, it was, um, you know, different focuses, maybe more um, uh, transactional lead development, things like Mm -hmm. that. But it was very personalized to the uh, business strategy for that region. That's great. And I know that account-based marketing aspect comes through in, in some of the things that we do with clients. And so that might be something, a good topic um, for a later podcast too. So tell me a little bit about um, True Marketing and, and what inspired you to start a marketing agency. My last role at National Instruments was over on the technical marketing side of the building where we did um, product management. And I oversaw a team that was responsible for software services, and that was software subscriptions as well as uh, customer education. And this was a really interesting last position for me and, and helped set a lot of the foundation of what I do as a business manager today running the company. I was responsible for a P&L, so a profit and loss center for the business, and uh, really looking at software subscription models, training subscription models, and and what we what the customer experience is from day one of the software purchase into you know years five and ten and fifteen. What does their relationship to the company look like? Their relationship to the product? How do we communicate with them? And um, so this this helps set the stage for um, a lot of the things we do today with our existing clients, where we want to keep customers loyal and um, help them, you know, grow within accounts and delight their customers. That's great, and I that's such a testament that initial foundation of I think learning those concepts is is such a a testament to kind of what you have built um, now with true marketing and the way that you approach clients with, you know, it's, it's not so much a, a six month fix of what can you, how can you kind of bandaid a problem, but what is it going to look like to engage over the life of, of a customer and over the whole buyer's journey. And so that's something that you're great at. And I know will really come through in this podcast. And so speaking of that, tell me a little bit about what came after that. So you started True Marketing, um, an agency, and, and tell me about the inspiration for starting that and how True Marketing fits into to content marketing engineered. 
Sure. Well, the the fun part of the story is that the idea uh, behind shoe marketing came from a lot of workouts in happy hours. <laughs> so uh, a, a fellow colleague and friend of mine, Rebecca Geyer, and I were training for a 10K. So we're not we're not marathoners or anything, but uh, we're, we're training for a run. And and um, so we we would we would have these these moments, you know, running neighborhoods or having drinks afterwards and just discussing our lives and what we wanted personally, as well as um, identified just this need to help smaller growing engineering companies with marketing. And this stemmed from, we were both at the time working with National Instruments Partners. And these, these companies are maybe $10 million companies around that size. They had horrific websites. Their messaging was terrible. They needed lots of help. And, um, and we saw an opportunity to go work with them and um, help them at the time also work better with National Instruments on co-marketing. And so um, that became our inspiration for, um, you know, for who we would serve and how we would work this business. And then quite frankly, personally, I was tired of commuting. I had uh, recently married someone that lived southwest of Austin out in the hill country on a little bit of land and was excited about um, working virtually and not being on the roads every day. Not making that crosstown commute through a... 40 miles and a ton of traffic. Ooh, no. And if, and if you know anything about Austin today, like we do, then you know that it's even worse now. Yeah. So uh, I think I did it at a very good time. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, so that was, that was sort of the inspiration was market need combined with, you know, personal aspirations. Yeah. And so now um, true marketing has been been running smoothly for 10 plus years. And now you've got a book, Content Marketing Engineered. Uh, same title I as sure podcast, do. to remember. So tell us about the book. Yeah. Um, so it's coming out in May. So depending on when folks are listening to this today, it may be on Amazon or it may be coming soon and you can order it on our website. But the book is a very practical guide to implementing content marketing strategies uh, for a technical marketer. So meaning a marketer serving technical audiences. Mm-hmm. And it walks through everything from how to message about your company, how to develop personas and build a content marketing plan. So that foundational strategy side, then we move into how to create really quality technical content. And it even, the book even breaks it down by types of content. So, you know, I often get asked, how long should a white paper be? And what's the difference really between a white paper and a set of case studies or an ebook? So it contrasts these different types of content, provides best practices of how to put together that content. And then successive chapters dives into how to promote the content and measure success. Great. And, uh, the book, I'm, I'm asking you questions like I have no idea about the book, but I know a lot about the book. And <laughs> you know so a lot I, can, I can say that the book is such a practical step-by-step guide. Um, if, yeah. if For anybody sitting in this spot um, trying to market to these highly technical audiences, the book you could read uh, from front to back and 
plan your entire, uh, you know, three-year marketing program and execution with it, you can also go back to it and use it as such a reference point because there are all of those little details in there. Oh, we're going to write a white paper. What does it need to have? You know, how should it, how should it look when it's done? Um, how are people going to get it? How's it going to be promoted? So every little aspect uh, is really detailed in there. So everybody should get excited about the book. Um, and then let's talk about, you know what, Morgan, you know, what makes me laugh too, is I really wanted a section on podcasting, but this right here, (laughs) (laughs) this is the first podcast I've ever done. So I listened to three podcasts about podcasts, (laughs) three different series. And, um, anyway, here you go. I'm, I'm putting it to work. Yep. And this, after we get this podcast underway, maybe we can, uh, we'll, we'll have a little, ebook on podcasting. <laughs> Love it. But yeah. we weren't going to put anything in the book that we weren't 100% certain that we could do ourselves. And so podcasting wasn't in there yet. Exactly. Exactly. So um, so for you listeners, Morgan was a very close collaborator with me on this book because she is um, our expert in, at True Marketing when it comes to writing technical content messaging. And, um, so her, her fingerprints are all over this book. So, um, thank you, Morgan, for all all that you did for that. It's a great book. So as far as, um, kind of nodding on your credibility, I, we should brag on you for a minute. There are a couple of awards that I know you have. Wendy doesn't like to, you know, come forward and just present herself as this expert, um, all the time, but You've got a Wall Street Journal Award. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I do. I do. This was this was pretty cool. It uh, is cool. Yeah. So uh, so earlier I mentioned I'm uh, I founded the the company with Rebecca Geyer. So we as the two co-founders were named among the ten most innovative entrepreneurs in America, and it was really just very simply about us bringing a perspective to business leaders on how to position your company and um, how to choose a niche area of focus to, in order to grow your business. Yep. And that's exactly how you guide and counsel clients as well. So I, the way, the things that have made True Marketing really successful, I think that you've done such a great job taking those same concepts and helping our clients make their businesses better um, using kind of these proven practices that really are extremely helpful in business. And so that's a great one. And then you also have some personal awards. Tell us about the personal <laughs> awards, Wendy. Uh, well, I love to talk about this personal <laughs> award. Uh, my best one that gives me the biggest bragging rights over my husband in particular is an award for fishing. <laughs> so I know this may come as a surprise for, for people listening, but I have uh, a fishing record uh, in the state of Texas and, and it's formally named uh, it's I own the record for the largest redfish caught and released in the state of Texas in any body of water. <laughs> so, so great. And if you Google that, yeah. you can probably find the picture of Wendy with her fish. You can find me. Yeah. And it's been seven years now and it's still holding. So I love when people show me their fishing uh, pictures and it, it makes for some fun bragging conversations around the water. 
That's awesome. Okay, so we know that fishing is something you do in your personal time for fun. So tell me a little bit more about what your life outside of of work and this podcast and the book look like. Sure. Well, uh, my husband and I have two children. They're both teenagers. And in about a year, we're going to be empty nesters. So we're almost at that point. Uh, of course, they may leave the nest, but they never really leave. So we're very close to both of our <laughs> both of our young adult uh, teenage uh, children. And um, so we're not when we're not doing things with them, we love being in the outdoors. And um, we go often. We have a ranch with some other families, and we'll go out there to hike and look around for sheds. And we love to travel. Um, we love to travel, just have new experiences, usually doing something very outdoorsy and um, maybe adding in some fishing or scuba diving, depending on where the place is. The summary of that is Wendy is really fun. If you like to be outdoors, <laughs> you like to be out doing stuff. Um, she is always a great time. So thank you. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, this has been a great uh, chance to get to know you a little bit as as this podcast moves forward. And so I want to hear just before we close, can you give us uh, just an overview of what people can expect with the podcast, maybe a few topics you're going to cover and um, give us a teaser of one of the first few episodes? Okay. Well, the idea is to cover subjects similar to what we discussed that's in the book. So we'll cover the gamut, everything from planning and strategy to writing good content. What are the latest uh, trends? You know, so video, for instance, we'll definitely be covering lots of of video topics and actually have a, a couple of of guests scheduled in the coming months on that. Um, we'll cover email marketing, so um, related to that data privacy laws. Very exciting topic. <laughs> Maybe not exciting, so but very though. important. <laughs> so yeah, important. staying compliant with data privacy, very important. Uh, persona development, mm-hmm. talk about brand storytelling, of course. Yeah. Um, but our very next episode, I'm so excited about this, is I'll have Amber Cooleen, who's the Senior Marketing Director at IEEE Global Spec. And she'll come by because this is the third year that IEEE Global Spec and True Marketing have conducted research on how engineers seek and consume information to make purchase decisions. And so through that research, we have all of these findings that help guide technical marketers to invest in certain areas, what types of content should they be creating, and lots of information about millennial engineers, which of course is a very important growing group in their authority uh, within companies. So uh, definitely join us for that one. That is great. I that research answers so many questions. I know people are always wondering, you know, I want to I want my website to be up in search results. How far up does it need to be to that an engineer is going to see it? Or uh, what kinds of content are we creating that are most valuable? What kinds of content should we maybe just deprioritize because it's not very helpful for our audience? And so I know that research goes into so many of those answers because you guys pulled hundreds and hundreds of um, engineers and technical professionals. So that yeah. will be so helpful for people. 
Well, Wendy, thank you so much. This is so helpful. And I know uh, we're just excited to get these kicked off. I think they're going to be a great resource for technical marketers um, just across the board. Thank you. And Morgan, you were pretty easy on me. You were a good interviewer. I appreciate it. We'll we'll leave the, the really tough questions for later. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. I can't wait to turn the, turn the tables on you here in, in one of our first episodes. So uh, everybody listen for that too. Yeah. <laughs> should, I, should I wrap us up? Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, I guess to all of you listening, thank you for joining us today. I hope that you'll find inspiration and quite frankly, some practical advice for working smarter on your own technical marketing journey. So subscribe to us, Uh, stop by the website, it's contentmarketingengineer.com. You can suggest topics, I would love that. And, um, you know, help us shape this podcast moving forward. Talk to you again soon. Bye. Visit contentmarketingengineer.com for notes and resources from today's episode. While there, you can subscribe to my blog, which will keep you up to date on new episodes and other resources for building trust and growing your business with technical content. Thanks and have a great day.